Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Hello, and welcome to Hope's Hearth. Uh, this is going to be slightly different compared to usual, as uh, I'm uh, sort of GMing it. My name is Philo T. Hazard Esquire. I use the they and them pronouns, and also some other pronouns, if you're on a particular tier of my Patreon. Um, it's, <laughs> I'll say it each time, and it's, it remains funny. Um, I'm going to be running this game, so I'll be playing, you know, some fascists, probably some other gnolls. Maybe like a big ship that goes crashing to ground with like a huge amount of explosions and whatnot. But today, I'm joined by, uh, we'll just go down in the Discord order probably, uh, Danielle, say hey. Hey, I'm Danielle, I use share the pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90. And Malia. Hello, I'm Malia, I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at criminally cryptid with one L. And Izzy. Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm. It's so weird to not do the intro myself. Sorry, would you like to do a separate intro just for no, yourself? No, I do not. Podcast within a podcast, no? <laughs> I use CCR pronouns. You can find me on Tumblr at Lotsadir because I stopped using Twitter because fuck Twitter. So powerful of you. And we're joined today by special guest Zach. Hi. Hi, uh, my name is Zach. You can find me online at ZWGarth. And today we're oh. going to be playing Hungry Knolls oh, Eat the uh, Rich. Zach, what are your pronouns? Yes, I realize oh, uh, I use he, him pronouns. I apologize. <laughs> I thought you were going to start talking about the game and I was like, no. God, you better, <laughs> no, I... better introduce the game. No, it's <laughs> pronouns. And Continue. you can find me on the internets at Philo Hazard, wherever good games are sold. <laughs> um, you can also find the Podcat. That's, is it HS Enclave and Hope's Hearth Pod? HS Enclave is the Enclave uh, handle. It is Hope's Hearth Pod for Hope's Hearth. Hell yeah. Second time's the chat. (laughs) So, uh, today we're going to be playing uh, Hungry Knolls Eat the Rich. It is a a game about uh, gnolls raging against uh, those in authority who maybe don't want the best for them, I think. It's about kind of monstrous revolution in that way, and it's extremely good. Um, Knolls raging against the machine. Knolls raging against the machine, and in this case, the machine is the mandate. Notorious kind of background horrible people for a lot of a lot of previous Hope's Hearth arcs, um, <laughs> who I'm who I'm not a fan of. Um, I have previously attempted to assault mandate professionals with a briefcase, and um, I forgot about that. That did happen. Um, so, today, we are on a a kind of unique chunk somewhere in the universe, but I I don't think it's hugely important where. Uh, This is a planet called Safety by Grace. 
um, sometime before this setting, I, I think probably, you know, 50, maybe 70 years, a bunch of uh, gnolls, and gnolls as a community, not necessarily gnolls as a race. There are wolf people, there are hyena people, there are bear people, there are what have you, humans, maybe far off fantasy races like that, perhaps. Um, they settled on this planet, and they found this, this space to be themselves, uh, it, it kind of expanded into this hustling, bustling metropolis against the water. Uh, it is very warm. It is very humid. It is, um, man, it's always a bad sign when your cultural touchstones are Naruto. But, um, the pilot of Naruto has these, like, big, like, um, like, why am I thinking cable masts? That not, that's not what they're called. Like telegraph wires, you know? It yeah. has extremely dense telegraph wires everywhere, and I think that's kind of the vibe. Uh, big flickering screens and things like that, but nothing, nothing too fancy. Uh, everything is, is designed to last or it's been repaired to, to make last. Um, uh, and, and things suck here right now for a place named Safety by Grace. Um, essentially, probably the first that you guys heard of it is uh sort of probably in the last few weeks um the the counselor of of the planet of this community on the planet's surface um free holding uh, he him pronouns or it its pronouns um who's been the kind of counselor for the the duration of the kind of settlement especially as it's really seemed to grow has uh despite being you know a, a kind of voice for the people and a voice for the revolution has ceded this area to the mandate the mandate being the Empire and Star Wars being the shitty, crushing individuals beneath their boots, authoritarian, self-nominated government, um, you know, whitewashing, um, anonymizing, um, just given to big data, shenanigan government, um, who I'm not a fan of. And uh, yeah, in the last few weeks, he has ceded total control to the mandate. Today is the supposed last day of a free safety by grace as the uh the counselor is who's back in the city to sign over the deed to the city essentially. Terrible. And yeah, it's it's not great. You know what? It's it's I'm usually kind of an optimist and I like to think the best in people, but yeah, it's it's not it's not great. So um who do we have acting against that today? And I think I'm probably just gonna should we put the slides in the same order as the Discord? Would that be helpful, or should we just start with Malia? Oh, I suppose it doesn't necessarily matter. Danielle, why, why, why don't you start? Just to keep things in the same order. <laughs> sure. Uh, I am playing Nyx Ashtooth, uh, who uses they-them pronouns. Uh, they have brown fur with reddish undertones, graying in places. Um, they are large and strong. Think lumberjack knoll. Um, their archetype is the workhorse. Their primary weapon is a threshing flail. Uh, and I love them. I also love them. I love all of these gnolls. What this game has taught me so far is I love all gnolls. Gnolls are um, great. I could have told you that. Smart characterization. Big fluffy. Um, Listen, uh, Austin Walker w l handed me Mother Glory just on a platter. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love immediately. Knolls are good. Knolls are very good. Good. Malia, who are you playing today? Uh, I'm playing Nira Asjan, 
Uh, she uses she, her pronouns. Uh, she has like a corn husk colored fur with black spots and a youthful sparkle to her eye. Uh, her archetype is the newbie. Uh, primary weapon is a quarterstaff. Uh, and then do we want to go over the gear or no? Uh, I um, come out and play, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know, primary weapons are a key part of the kind of silhouette, and maybe items, uh, maybe items come out in, in game. Is he? I am playing Yarp Starpaw, who uses re, res, rem pronouns. Um, re has tired eyes, old battle scars, and silver flecked dark fur. Um, re is the archetype, the old guard. Uh, and primary weapon is a spear, uh, which I have designed to be the kind of spear that hooks in and doesn't come out. It's just there now. You have it in your back, like Moby Dick or whatnot. Yep. It hurts like and a bitch. It hurts like a bitch. And Zank. Uh, hi. My character is Ogren Catscar. He uses he, him, it, its pronouns. Uh, it is... Kind of scroungy. Um, he is wearing like old, outdated fashion, like clothes that were fashionable five years ago that it kind of scrounged up out of various places. So, like a leather jacket that used to be nice. Um, it has a one ear is like all torn up and, uh, it wears a Nez. I, I always forget how to pronounce it. Nez Perce, Nez Perce glasses, the little glasses that just sit on the bridge of the nose. Mm. Uh, its archetype is the speaker, and he his primary weapon is iron claws. He has one like significant iron claw, like tiger claw, that he wears on his right hand. Lovely, we love to see it. And so I think we'll we'll get rolling at that stage at this stage if uh, no one has any any thoughts beyond that. So the city itself, Safety by Grace, is in this kind of U shape of high high waterfalls that kind of extend up into the clouds. Um, there are there are wa- roaring waterfalls coming down from very very high up and kind of splitting and, and spilling down around buildings and between buildings, uh, with kind of crisscrossing bridges between them. Um, the camera sort of comes in from above, heading downwards. Um, there's a new object in the sky of Safety by Grace today, which is a, uh, a mandate starship. It is a, a kind of pre- protectorate ship uh, called the Oubliette. What, what does what does the the thing that you've used as a placeholder in the image say on it? Oh, uh, it is a a picture of a blimp. Which happens to say "fuck off, groundwalkers" on it, and I can't, you know, <laughs> just setting a particular tone. Start as you mean to go on. <laughs> Almost directly beneath the mandate ship Oubliette is uh, the sort of uh, palace, but like more like a manor. You know, it's not that grand or large. Um, that that kind of former abode, uh, which to your knowledge they're currently staying in. Um, which kind of overlooks the uh, the main square of the city, um, which is this big kind of dense space, lots of small stalls, lots of thronging people. Uh, there's probably lots of bikes. I don't feel like there's a great deal of trucks. I think everyone's getting around on bikes or maybe mopeds, you know. Um, 
Oh god, just like absolutely. 90s era electronic mopeds. Okay, so specifically <laughs> what I'm thinking of is, I believe it's called the Honda Moto Compo. Have you seen them? The, the absolute best so, boy yes. little bikes. Um, the big Admiralty Blues aesthetics, and I just love how hideous they are. They're oh my, my gosh, I love this. Little... <sighs> I want one of these. I would. So good. So they're they're a little unboxy, and the reason they're designed like that is because there used to be a Honda City car that they could fit into the like back trunk of, like just slot in there. So the idea was, you know, you could drive wherever the hell, and then you had your homosexual little little <laughs> motorbike for when you got there. I love me it. showing up on one of these in my leather jacket. I'd look amazing. I um, would. So bad. Well. Terrible news, they're like eight grand each. And no. so it's a tiny <laughs> I mean, that's motorbike cheaper from than the a 80s. car. That's true. Well, I mean, I guess, but like, if you crash into anything on that thing, you will die. Yes. Oh Just my god, right Google, sh- Google showed me a souped up cafe racer version of it. It's the oh, most ridiculous show- thing I've ever seen. Does it have a body kit? It just looks like ridiculous i i love this i'm sorry i can't get i'm i can't get distracted <laughs> no, no, by this. you're so valid but we well, uh, get distracted the, every recording you're fine for the listener because hello we're on a podcast uh the <laughs> honda motor compo is like this little square box plastic looking thing i suspect it's probably actually made of metal with these two tiny round wheels and, and you know a, a little motorcycle engine um it's got a little kickstand <laughs> Little kickstand. It kind of looks like somebody took a razor scooter, gave it like off-road wheels, <laughs> and then made it motorized, and you could sit on it. Yep, basically. Uh, like, I, there's a there's an image here of someone actually sitting on one, and like a riding position just looks so uncomfortable. I want to know uh, how squat these things are. They're not. <laughs> They're not as high as they look. No, they're it's... very low to the ground. So like your knees yes. are like very high. I really I'm loving this uh this image of this oh city though with all the like it it feels very <laughs> and in it so between the the wires and these and these very compact little electric you know, motorbikes like everything feels very cramped to me mm. so far like like we are we're all mm. on top of each other is kind of the impression yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you're, you're sociable people, and like Knowles as a society, I think are quite, you know, your space is my space. Yeah, I have my own space, but also, you know, there's an expectation that we're kind of populating the same spaces and we need to learn how to um, cope alongside one another and support one another in that way. But um, it is it is quite warm here as well. Like, you know, especially it's, it's like late morning. Um, the water's been coming down. And the the sun's really started to pick up, so there's it's not steam, but you know what I mean. There's some humidity in the air, mm-hmm. which probably feels great against your fur, just really good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, the the main square itself is a lot of uh, you know folks uh, probably carting around boxes on these tiny little things, like maybe they've got Death Stranding style huge uh, you know cases of, of boxes on their backs as they poodle around on these things. Um, I think there's starting to be some mandate troopers kind of wandering around in like plain clothes, but maybe with like a couple of bits and pieces of like stark white armor, which I think is wildly uncomfortable. Um, 
But I think the camera continues to move down. We spill out into the kind of outer areas of the city, which is more like shanty towns, but more in terms of the aesthetic of, of what they've actually been built with. I think it is, you know, small apartments built on top of one another in entirely different periods. Um, little water channels and things with, with low boats going between, um, buildings. And then there's, uh, fishing boats dotted around the, the kind of piers and out into a large, large lake. Um, and I think you can see kind of starships roaring off in the distance, but these kind of big, bulky, um, like a, so the Earth Federation ships in Gundam, um, you have, uh, the Xeon ships, which are really blobby and organic looking because they were built in space. And then you have the Earth Federation ones, which are big and square and look like someone designed them with like a ruler. And that was it. The protractor was in the shop that day. Uh, and I think the, these kind of far off cargo ships are, um, like that, but, uh, are also probably pointedly not coming near the main city today. Um, so. I think we find you guys in, um, it's probably like a, a low space. Maybe it's like a, um, I don't know why I like the idea of a milkshake shop, but frankly, I tried to stop and get a milkshake today. And the guy was like, it'll take me 15 minutes and I wanted to come and do this. So uh, I didn't get one. So this is, Wolf, this is, uh, I was going to say wolf fulfillment, which is just a character in the setting somewhere. Um, <laughs> but wish fulfillment for me. <laughs> Listen, sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it be like that. So what's the first shot the, the camera kind of gets of you guys? Do you feel like you know each other? Do you feel like you're close? Do you feel like you loathe each other? <laughs> I feel like uh, Yarp definitely knows Nyx. Mm -hmm. They both feel like older Knowles who are just have been around the block, know each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we feel towards each other. What kind of... Uh, uh, I feel generally positive, I think. Okay. Yeah. Probably, like, not best friends, but definitely would go get drinks with each other. Mm-hmm. Complain about work. Yeah. <laughs> we we run into each other at the bar a couple times and are always polite and ask after each other, but uh, we're not we're not each other's go-to drinking buddy. Yeah. Uh, I think in the corner of the room, there is um, a, a like CRT-style uh, television, which is strapped into the kind of upper corner of the room itself. And on a flickering image, it's showing, like, uh, there's probably, like, a little bit of a parade going on, but it's more like folks in uniform as opposed to, you know, folks from the city. Uh, the city itself is probably, you know, it's still a thronging city, but it's probably subdued in that way. It feels quite tense. I'm glad that Izzy has just put a picture of a novel riding a <laughs> Honda Motor Compo into chat. <laughs> I saw the image and I immediately had to draw a Noel on it. Incredible. Excellent. If anything, the Noel is too small in that image. I want them hunched over the controls of this thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh, this uh -huh, is a younger Noel. Uh -huh. Oh, that's baby. It's a baby. It's a oh. young biker Noel going through their rebellious phase. <laughs> uh. So in that case, I think maybe the first shot is Nyx has ordered their milkshake. Um, it is, it's, it's just a vanilla milkshake, but like the high quality vanilla where like you can see the fucking flecks of vanilla in it mm. kind of thing. Um, uh, and they, they have it in a glass, so they intend to drink it here. 
and uh, they pick up their milkshake from the counter, and then they just go and lean with their backside towards this television so that they're just blocking it entirely. (laughs) (laughs) We love to see it. Anyone else have first shots in mind? I like talking about what the camera sees when I jam. I don't know. I think it's quite satisfying. It's interesting to know what the Netflix adaption of this show would look like. Listen, we've all we've all listened to Austin underscore Walker talk about like camera angles Mm. in Friends at the Table. (laughs) Uh, I think that Yarp is also there already. Yep. Uh, my brain has is trying to clock out, and I'm not letting it. That's understandable. It is Friday um, evening here, guys. Oh yeah. It has like a a toffee and chocolate milkshake. It's got mm-hmm. like toffee candy bits in it. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I think this is a fairly. It's probably not small, but it's quite densely packed. Like, there's more seats in here than would probably be strictly necessary. There's maybe some barriers to give you some space around the counter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still kind of hear the muffled thrum of the television, but it's kind of muffled quite nicely by... Um, <laughs> forgive me, I am not going to recall character names in the slightest, Nix. but I will try. By Nix's bulk. I think we uh, see the the camera kind of go to the door and the door swings open and there's like the jingling of the like, the bell. Uh, and I am also like kind of imagining this place packed, packed, and mm-hmm. uh, Ogren walks in and immediately clocks Yarp. Um, I think Ogren knows Yarp. I don't know how Yarp feels about Ogren, but I think y- Ogren views Yarp as like the Yarp's archetype is the old guard, and I think Ogren takes that like very seriously, like. Uh, it thinks Yarp is like the knowledgeable one, like the like the old one. He gets all of his news from Yarp, and he always wants to talk about current events with Yarp, and so he's constantly bothering Yarp with current events. Uh, That's so like think- going to your fucking like like great uncle and being like, "What is the town gossip?" Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." <laughs> but sure, <laughs> I I love that idea that that Yarp is like just not in, into this at all. But Ogren really wants hit wants uh Ray to be this 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 like old like this elder to to, to them. I ain't that old. Yarp, Yarp, you you seeing this? Are you seeing this? As as Ogren walks, like makes its way through the crowd. looks up from the milkshake and is like does that like closed eyes sort of long suffering before responding seeing what they're marching through the city like they own the place already this is insane I mean as of checks watch it's like sundown probably yeah I mean in like Six, seven hours ish. They will. I could be a little more modest about it. 
It's the mandate. They ain't modest about shit. I think I'm gonna try to if there's if there's space <laughs> near Yarp, I am trying to sit next to you. Next to Yarp. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Yarp's at the, the counter. Like it's it's like an old like uh uh like soda shop type vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's got like the the long like counter mm-hmm. that people can sit at. There's a uh, extremely large uh, goat person behind the counter. Um, has still one of those tiny little ice cream store style uh, hats <laughs> on, but extremely large goat looking person. Uh, sort of gives uh, gives you a look like, um, are they bothering you, or is it bothering you? Do you want me to to clear it along? Waves a uh, paw like that. Rolls eyes, goes back to like washing up milkshake glasses because there's so <laughs> many of them. <laughs> it's a hot day and people like milkshakes here in Knoll City. <laughs> it's just mm. how Knolls are. They just they like milkshakes. It's also mm. really milkshakes. nice and cold in this establishment. I want to come in and have a milkshake yeah. with, with one scoop of everything. Oh my god. Oh god. god. That would taste terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Nira just like busts into the joint, already has like a bunch of food, has gone to like the middle of the square and bought like a bunch of random food from different stalls. And comes in and is like, I need one of every scoop. The uh, the goat person tries to point towards a no outside food sign, but it is behind Nix's bulk, and uh, they are they are unable to do so. After a momentary sigh, they just kind of start scooping. There's like twenty flavors. They're going to be here for a moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why my immediate response is, "Do you want that with?" Or without the cinnamon shavings. <laughs> with, with! Of course. Long-suffering sigh. I think after a little while, a smaller, teenage-looking uh, goat person also comes in and starts just contributing to this monstrosity. <laughs> they'll, they'll be here for a minute. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> This'll be good. I feel like... Ogren is is like half the size of Yarp, like oh, this sure. much much smaller knoll. <laughs> for sure, is like one of the smallest knolls around. Good, good, love that. It's just a little fucked up guy. Just a little. Yeah, guy. <laughs> it's just a little guy. We just a little guys. <laughs> I think eventually you are handed this kind of, it's like an ice cream sundae looking uh, milkshake. As you get deeper in the glass, the colors all kind of blend into one another. Oh but, god, it uh, goes brown. Yeah, as with all things, you know, you're mixing paint, so the bottom of it is just kind of this dark brown, and it's just going to congeal there. They're going to be scrubbing that for hours. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it is christened with just a, a lavish showering of, of cinnamon shaving. Oh yeah, I'm gonna down that. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> the worst stomachache. <laughs> Just full on. Whatever happens this evening, it's entirely due to uh, your character being entirely running on sugar rush. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. 
Nera immediately sort of starts perceiving outside of time. <laughs> I can taste colors! All taste like brown. Um, nom, nom, nom. You can hear on the television, just about, because it's still muffled, uh, that there is the sound of like a brass band starting up. Uh, that they've full on, they couldn't find anyone in the city to, um, bring, uh, to, to, who'd be willing to play. So, uh, there is a, there is a Mandati brass band that is sort of, uh, piping up. And I think, yeah, there's just kind of an uncomfortable feeling in the space. I think, um, the, uh, you know, you can hear. I, I think the kind of audio texture of the city has changed slightly since this Mandati ship arrived probably late last night. Uh, mm. there's a kind of uncomfortable thrum to the, uh, to the, uh, just the mm. atmosphere. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like a little bit of ozone in the air or something like that, which is just this ship kind of, uh, you know, occasionally adjusting itself as it remains in kind of a stationary, uh, I guess it's not an orbit because it's not very high, you know, it's, it's within like vis- visible range, I guess, but it is, um, sure is there, sure is ominous. Sure doesn't have fuck you ground walkers on the side of it, but you know, <laughs> totally it does. If you could read its empathic signature, it would say fuck you ground walkers on the side of it. Its vibes are off. <laughs> its vibes are impeccable. <laughs> they are not. And upon <laughs> looking back to that day, people would often remark its vibes were off. Not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it is vibeless. <laughs> Yarp is getting looking considerably grumpier and grumpier about the everything. Mm-hmm. Sipping melting milkshake. Mm-hmm. Is is everyone in this milkshake place a knoll? Like, are they? Is everyone here? A- uh, like, uh, a city resident. Basically. Yes, I was trying to remember. Uh, safety by grace, a safety by grace resident. I think so. I think there's like it, it's kind of hard to tell, and like I, I think um, a lot of Freeholdings' initial speeches was like essentially you are all nulls in terms of your welcome in our community. You're not like you are not being eradicated to become a null. If you want to be a null as well, then fuck it, come on mm-hmm. on board, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think there are, like, there are people who are wearing, like, patches with the uh, the twin kind of giant null statues, um, you know, little, uh, like, stitched into them. Um, although I think some folks have those, like, actually bandaged up at this stage because uh, the uh, ruling council is not in a... Uh, doesn't have a good rap at the moment. But, um... I think for the most part, yes. I think there's potentially like a few vaguely perplexed looking tourists. And I think especially outside, um, and, and maybe that's something that you notice is, is catching, um, catching your eye. You see the glint of, um, like the kind of dull, hazy light off of, uh, like plexi steel as uh, a couple of like, they're not like open carrier or anything, but there's a couple of very bored looking mandate troopers, uh, standing next to the, next to the water, just looking out. Gross. Yeah, it's bad. Yarp under under uh, uh under. Rems. Now, I'm 
for some reason, my brain was like, you came up with these pronouns, but you cannot know how to use them. Understandable. <laughs> Under uh, res breath is just, just as like fascists. And Philo, you said that they, that they're the mandate soldiers, they wear like white, uh, I was picturing like like Star Wars starship trooper like plastic art like or like uh what's the word ceramic armor did you say that or did I just place that on them because that it's was like my that, autofill It's got that energy my thinking is a cross between that and like a suit so it's like I don't know maybe blues and purples quite bold lines and then across the like shoulders and across maybe the like breast uh some some like pale white kind of um you know, plexi steel, like anti blaster ceramic or whatever the fuck, you know. Mm. The kind of thing that might deflect an energy weapon, but not specifically, I don't know, a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Were I to be awfully specific. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I do kind of like maybe under my, actually, no. I guess fake under my breath, but loud enough that everyone can hear. <laughs> I, stage I, whisper. Yeah, stage whisper to Yarm. Like, did you see that ugly ship they got parked above the city? The oubliette. Somebody should take that thing, crash it into the lake. I think it's very hard to have not seen it. I think they've been doing like television and radio adverts being like, hey, do you want to sign up with the mandate? You'll get an X amount pension and whatever the hell. And you know the the ship itself is is kind of core part of the uh, uh, recruitment campaigns and stuff. It's a fairly nice ship in terms of it's relatively new and whatever. The uh, the ship's captain, uh, who I gave a suitably asshole name, um, Steer Champlin, is just this this little power trippy little man, and has been very keen to kind of you know show off the merits of his regime. And not the mandate's regime, his regime specifically. And uh, so that's the that's the kind of energy behind a lot of those recruitment campaigns. He does them all himself, and it's real bad, actually. Uh, I, I think, think you get a couple of hear-hears around you, by the way. <laughs> Danielle, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I think there's the sound of um, Nick's reaching the end of their milkshake and continuing to slurp through the straw loudly. <laughs> and then and then they set the milkshake down like on the counter um and like say a very quiet thank you to the the goat person. Um and then they just kind of say I Was that you cutting off, or was the entire sentence I right? <laughs> No, that was that was the entire sentence. We all just kind of went silent, like, okay, how do we react to this? Role-playing. <laughs> what if we take the mandate ship and push it somewhere else? Somehow that always seems to work for us. <laughs> Out of character meta. We've done this, done that multiple times. For some reason, it keeps working. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time this, <laughs> I, I have at least like two, two nickels. nickels. And that's not that lot. much. <laughs> it's, it's weird, weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> I think you did pop it, <laughs> 
there's this undercurrent amongst the kind of resistance cells, the the universe across, which is like, listen, listen, I, I hear if you just push them over, they <laughs> break. <laughs> Rebel cell, like, interesting, putting on a whiteboard a picture of a mandate ship, and then just a big arrow into, like, a mountain or whatever the hell. <laughs> We're gonna crash a ship into a moon, it's fine. Like, the same shot across hundreds and hundreds of cells, and one of them it's a dragon instead of a tree, uh, you know, but it's it's that kind of energy. We established that the Oubliette has big, uh, terrible vibes. Do mm. we actually know what the Oubliette is? Like, what kind of ship it is? It's more a, like a transport ship. It's not like a fighter or anything. Okay. It's probably got like some stubby guns on it, but it's not what it's here for. What it's here for is it's a barracks and it's got and an administration block. Those are the two mm. things that exist within the Oubliette. It is an office building with boosters on it. I would not I be surprised it. if there were some troop ships in Atmo, but Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I I imagine. You know, th there's probably a larger force, but I. This is, this is a peaceful transition of power. We should stink bomb the ship. This is true. All office blocks deserve a good stink bombing on occasion. Dark setting. Uh, res milkshake on the counter with like a clink, and then scratching at like. Uh, right under, like at the the scratching it at uh Rez's neck, at, and just just like I think we're gonna need more than a stink bomb to do much to that. Yeah, but it'd be funny. This the, is uh, the goat teenager behind the counter who is currently um. Like, uh, pinning little, uh, post-it notes with orders to the, uh, to the, you know, incoming orders list, uh, murmurs the words, two stink bombs? <laughs> Under their breath. <laughs> <laughs> two stink bombs! It's the perfect plan! They think they've dealt with the first one, and, you know, they get it all cleaned up, and then, bam! Second one goes off. Agar pulls up two paws and then like holds them out pretty wide from each other and says think bigger and don't okay. say three stink bombs an industrial sized stink bomb good goodness <laughs> <laughs> I was midway through typing the words three stink bombs into chat <laughs> <laughs> Terrible news. We all have one brain cell. <laughs> None of us will share it. Which is ironic for a game about gnolls, but so be it. So so how does Ogrin react to at least three of the gnolls in this milkshake shop taking its suggestion completely seriously? It's it's getting pretty excited. It's, it's you can see like there's like a you can see the teeth just as it grins as that grin gets bigger and bigger. You can see just more and more of these teeth, um, and it's like yeah 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 we should. The, it, 
a stink bomb, sure, or crash it. Somebody said crash it into a moon. I don't hate that idea. Let's not actually crash a ship into our moon. Mm, a, hmm, a different moon? You're going to deprive that- another planet of their moon. It's not like it's going to Is it that big? <laughs> no, it- it'll be fine. It'll be like it- it'll be like those cartoons with like the little star and the tiny poof. Well, here's here's it it doesn't matter where we crash it. But if we can take it and crash it and get it out of our skyline, then that's at least telling them that we're not going to just let them put a big old fuck off sign in our sky and just hang it over our heads. They are literally hanging over our heads. It's ridiculous. Now, I don't know how we get up there. <laughs> Sounds like we need what if we pretend to join? I think I would actually hurt somebody if I tried to do that. I, yeah, I don't know if I could keep from vomiting. Do but you think but you could you could hurt people after? <laughs> after you get up there? I cannot physically make myself say the words. That would get me that far. Fair enough. Could freeholding get us up there? (laughs) You think freeholding's gonna do shit? Maybe with the right... I kind of just roll my hands a little bit. Uh, um, Suggest... Maybe with the right incentive. Says the least sturdy-looking knoll you have ever encountered in your long life. <laughs> Looks over at Nick's the other extremely large knoll in the room and raises an eyebrow. So some persuasion. Yeah. I, I mean, we got some knolls here that seem to be interested in this idea. I'm just saying maybe we go, we have a conversation with Freeholding. And we see if he can get us up on the oubliette. I can't believe they named it the Oubliette. Like, we're just gonna be cool with that. It's a tenant of history. Everyone loves history, right? <laughs> Pretentious. Well, and Yarp turns to this room of gnolls who are probably all, you know, vaguely pretending not to listen to this conversation, mm-hmm. but are definitely listening. People pointedly looking into milkshake glasses, like, specifically as you turn around. Mm-hmm. When you Anybody? can tell someone has just been looking at you. <laughs> Anybody else in this room want to come help? I think that would need a roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the scale of difficulty? Hmm. Staring a full milkshake shop full of people. To your side. Hey. Um, well, I dropped a detail. It's fine. I have in... so many. <laughs> hmm. 
We'll say, starting to start off, this is a scale one. I think this is just a, a straight D10. Um, it's... My attitude is probably a null roll. I don't think yep. this is you being particularly vicious, and it's you trying to appeal to your uh, community. So. so I have to roll above my score. That's my understanding. Yep. Uh, okay, so I have to roll above a three. Mm-hmm. Okay, big money, no whammies. Doing some... Big whammies, no money. No. Purely whammies. Oops, all whammies. Wait, are whammies bad? Philo, why would you do this to me? You cursed me! I rolled a two. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Whoopsie. I had to roll above a three. Philo. (laughs) Listen, I'm a well-known bad luck charm. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so... You may choose to re-roll through um, either using one of your items, um, adding an additional detail to a scene that you then kind of play upon, or uh, you may choose to take an injury, which does not have to be literal, in order to uh, in order to try a re-roll. Then, oh. any thoughts? What is what is vibing with you? Well, I do have this throne uh, throne voice charm. Interesting. How do you think that would kick off the situation? Well, it's like ventriloquy. It's a thrown voice charm. Mm -hmm. I can throw my voice to the other side of the room and make it sound like a different knoll is agreeing to do this. Oh, that's very good. (laughs) Wow. Rem sounds really compelling. I'm going to join them. It's like, yeah, we should help. (laughs) <laughs> covering mouth with hand to try and avoid it being extremely obvious that you're just talking into a magic walkie-talkie. Okay, I'm gonna roll again. This is a good idea. It's a very good idea. Yeah, that was fantastic. Okay. Velo, don't say words. 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 I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's a nine, baby! Oh uh, yeah, baby. Maybe that's a, that's a reasonable success. I think while these folks aren't gonna like throw themselves in front of mandatey guns for you or whatever the fuck, you know they they seem they seem pretty riled up. I think uh, you know you hear someone here being like, uh, yeah, that disembodied voice from the back of the room did sound correct. You, you know that is compelling. Uh, someone uh, you know tosses that glass over and is like, yeah, stands up, and then at a look from the uh, goat person behind the counter. You know, stands the milkshake glass back up, having knocked it over. You know, past the top of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think folks are folks are starting to look a little more antsy. There's some more fervent murmuring. murmuring. I think uh, there's some grumbling within the crowd, and I think um, in the in the background we can see the two Mandati uh, troopers uh, have have taken notice of the rumblings and are sort of wandering over, um, with like a vaguely kind of curious note about them. What do you do? Because out of character, my first reaction is to rile everybody up and be like, Russia! <laughs> also, that's not the smart thing to do. Well, they're now riled up. You, you've riled successfully. I'm gonna g- other people the floor, since I just did a thing. Welcome to the milkshake shop floor. I want to spill what's left of my milkshake on them. 
That's so much milkshake still. That is a very full glass. There's so much in there. <laughs> yes. I want to spill it on him and do the whole like, oh no, let me take you to the washroom to get that off. Hold on, I gotta let my cat out of my room. He just yelled. We've all been there. Yelling, I mean. Um. Cat voice in the distance. Yeah. Um. I think by default, it, were I to be going into a room full of potentially hostile people and were someone to have tossed a milkshake glass at me, I don't think my first response would be to, to follow them into a potentially, you know, um, separate space. Uh, I definitely think that's worthy of rolling, but. Do not ever let them take you to a secondary location. <laughs> Do not Treat let smarts. them take you to a secondary bathroom. <laughs> the primary bathroom is usually fine. All right. All right, like trying to get them to go to the bathroom. I wasn't necessarily like go with me. But No, that's understandable. If you if you're just trying to get them to fuck off or, or you know, give you some space. Yeah. I, I think this is still a convincing someone. Um mm -hmm. But uh yeah, I I think that could go either way. That could be a hungry thing. That could be a Listen, it, it's probably best for you if you fuck the fuck off. Or it can be a, a null thing of, uh, li listen, friend, how about you just, uh, you, you go get yourself, uh, polished up there, champ, gamer? <laughs> yeah, I think, so. I think the, uh, you should, you, you, you get yourself polished up, you got, you got, uh, brown on you, and that's not a good look for your bosses. It's like pristine white and blue armor, and then there's just, yeah, it, it looks bad. <laughs> okay. It's like he's fallen into a Mississippi mud pie, it's bad. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> okay, so do Oof, I just uh, roll, do I just roll a, a d10, or mm -hmm. do I need to, what does the scale, the determined scale effect? Uh, I think, um, this is, this is still like a, a low scale, I think this is still a scale one. Um... If uh, this sounds like a null thing, so I believe you're trying to roll over your null number or your hungry null number. Okay, so, so you want to roll a d10? Oh, six. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a nine. Oh, nice. Excellent. So I think, um, like dusting. Uh, forgive me. When you roll a success. Oh, on a success, I describe the thing. On a failure, you do. Cool. <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, uh, w one of them, uh, it's like, uh, takes their, takes their cap off, kind of rings it off and tries to dab at it a bit, but you know, their nose is wrinkled. After a little bit of cajoling, they're like, all, all right, well, uh, you, you go outside and, and, and call it and I'll, I'll, I'll be back up, up to the main square in time for the parade, honestly. And, uh, they, they skulk off into the, into the tiny, like, accompanying bathroom. Uh, meanwhile, I think their partner just, uh, stands at the front, uh, fidgets with their calm and looks extremely awkward. <laughs> All the gnolls in the shop have, like, this look on their faces. Extremely wide gnoll grins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Make the poor guy more nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think at this point, we probably, 
want to... The best thing for these other gnolls to do, I think, is maybe to draw, continue to draw attention at this ground level mm. while we go address the ship. Um, so... Start a riot. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we, we kind of just, like, I almost feel like it's, it organically starts to happen. Not, like, at a mm. large scale, but it's like, these people are riled up. We now Somebody have one fewer. One yeah, someone locks daddies. him in the bathroom. He starts <laughs> yelling at it. The, the dude, the other dude is like, hey, you let him out of there. And, uh, like, starts to reach for some kind of weapon, and then all hell breaks loose. Um... Because the gnolls aren't going to stand for that shit. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Uh, for the record, I think they have like these little stubby little stun batons or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. That kind mm -hmm. of energy. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Uh, this is a peaceful riot! <laughs> <laughs> and I think the four of us uh, just kind of slip out in the confusion. Mm. Um, uh, and we're, we're going looking for free holding, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a good lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I think heading up into the city itself, uh, you leave like, um, I think someone just outright takes the other guard's like stun baton, just throws it into the lake. Uh, which is probably a bad idea because it's electric and it's water, but what are you going to do? You know, heat of the moment. It's the poor fish! There's a lot of water. It's, it's probably fine. It probably won't have enough of a charge. It, mm -hmm. What'll probably happen is the water will ruin it. Yeah, it'll mm -hmm. short. Fish are fine. Um, no fish were harmed in the making of this podcast. Um, heading up into the main square, I, I think you go uphill a little bit. It's like further from the water, which is why there's just so many more cables. Um, I think from like null head height and just above, uh, there's like these big thick coils of um, telegraph cabling everywhere. It's like mm -hmm. no under underground cabling, it's all just above your head. And then there's mm -hmm. just like big big tropical birds of various colors kind of perched on them in, in varying intervals. Mm -hmm. um, Would we be able to rile up more gnolls as we go? I don't see the harm in doing that. I think when you come into the main square, there's already like... Uh, you know there is a tap house on one corner of the, uh, of the main square uh, run by... Uh, or what? I love my character naming schemes sometimes. Um, <laughs> who is just the biggest, most insane dragon woman. Um, who is like... Okay, she's either trying to convince someone to join the... To, people to join the resistance against the mandate, or she's doing a really bad job of pretending to be someone who's trying to join people to the cause against the mandate. Do you know what I mean? She's either extremely enthusiastic for the cause, or she is the most obvious spy in the entire world. Um, yes. So I think, like, uh, you know, there are these flickering CRT screens, which normally show, like, specials, and, uh, you know, a PowerPoint slideshow's going through them, and one of them does still have the specials on it, because, you know, this is still her business. But the others are, like, uh, you know, uh, a picture of, uh, of the kind of soon-to-be prefect uh, Steer Champlin and like a big, um, Microsoft Office cross 
across his face and the word no in large white letters slightly off center. <laughs> um, a picture of the oubliette, but there's some, like, some cartoon fire on it. Uh, and a picture of the mandate symbol and the words, this is bad. Um, and you know, you can just, she's riling people up by virtue of the fact that she's standing in the corner of the square and kind of shouting at the moment. And she is a big woman. She's probably like nine foot tall when stooped, despite the fact, you know, she's, um, she's like a wyvern lady. She's got, um, her arms are also wings. She has a cane, uh, which is supporting one arm. And she's just like, um, uh, she's just like in the background. You can hear, what do we want? Mandate out. Now. When do we want it? Uh, n- n- now. And, um, <laughs> just slightly perplexing phrases along those lines. Um, I think she's a, she's a bit of a matriarch. I think she has somewhat of a sizable family. And you can tell that there are some like wyvern looking people or like folks who, who have signs of her bloodline, like, you know, Scales, a literal draconic tail, who are kind of planted bits and in, in bits and pieces in the crowd, uh, kind of encouraging that particular shouting. So, uh, there is an energy here, but it's unclear whether it's, you know, you're, you're not sure if they're currently spurred to action or just kind of spurred and vaguely hackles up because there are people in the surroundings who are already kind of a little riled. What do you do? I think Yarp is is getting more lively as they move as like everybody moves into the main square just because like uh Ree's starting to get riled up in the same way. Um uh, Nix has probably seen uh uh Yarp like this when they were both much younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably, Yarp was a big union organizer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the day. <laughs> yeah. And so it was getting that kind of, like, similar fire. Yeah, I think, I think as we're making our way, I think Ogren is kind of, like, tapping Knowles on the shoulder. I'm tapping citizens of safety by grace on the shoulder and trying to turn this energy into like actual movement. Uh, and just being like, this is it. This is our chance. They are celebrating in the town square that they are going to control us. And this is our chance to show them that we're not going to be controlled. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's move, get up. Uh, and I'm just kind of, as we're making our way, just, uh, just trying to get people moving. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. And I think some folks are kind of, you know, there, there are folks just sitting around the place that are probably like tables pulled out. There's kind of a street party-ish atmosphere to it, in a, in a way. I think there are like still probably like a couple of perplexed looking Mandati people who are like um, stood around the kind of um, hilltop streets heading further upwards towards the uh, governor's um, mansions, like, uh, standing around these, these kind of little waterfalls which are going side by side, um, down along the sides of these streets. Um, but I think, you know, for the most part, they're keeping their distance mostly because the numbers aren't there, um, down here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can tell there's probably like 
They've got these big, bulky, kind of walkie-talkie things uh, strapped to their uh, strapped to their chests. Um, and then there are a couple of uh, Mandati folks who have uh, bigger, kind of bulkier radio backpacks, essentially, which are funneling communications upwards to the oubliette and to the um, to upper management. <laughs> <laughs> to their commanders, Shane. Yes. To their to their citizen administrators. Um, yeah, in the background you can still hear this kind of, you know, raging against the machine, but it's like, she's a little confused, but she's got the spirit, perhaps. Um, I think, uh, yeah, uh, sort of around Ogryn, people are, people are starting to get up and get moving and get rolling. Um, mostly that's manifesting into, you know, um, I, I think probably shouting down, uh, mandate folks who are coming into this part of the city and just being like, yeah, what are you going to do? Listen, I'm like two and a half foot taller than you. What are you going to do? on social media you can find us on tumblr at hope's hearth pod and if you would like to support us you can find us on coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash hs enclave this podcast is part of hearthside enclave and some other shows you might like are abbey archives a redwall book club analysis podcast and post-apocalyptic news radio a Fallout-inspired audio drama. Today's sound effects were provided by Zapsplat.